Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 147 for the 1st of September 2010. James? I'm most excellent, Ian, and yourself? I'm fabulous, and here we are back on the couch, episode number 147. Indeed, a big number, but we're going to talk about uh, that ever-changing world of uh, digital media and entertainment, Absolutely. Um, focusing on a number of different categories, as always, business, technology, content delivery. Bit of uh, mobile news, some uh, gaming action, and any other crazy things. Yeah, we can think of. And we'll try and keep you entertained for about 30 minutes. Uh, do send us feedback to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Write a review on iTunes or uh, follow us on Twitter or all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. So, Ian. Well, we've got stacks of news today, James. So let's crack off in uh, business news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking last week about how Intel had bought McAfee. McAfee. And also, uh, who was the other? And uh, TI Doxis modem business. And now they've... Um, put the other piece in the puzzle yeah so they've bought uh, the wireless section from Infineon right which gives them uh, quite a powerful platform to be able to not just uh, develop hardware for mobile phones or mobile mm-hmm. devices but actually to incorporate the silicon for the baseband or the, the radio part of the uh, the device into the one chip along with the uh, the CPU okay so this is all the is this um, like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all that kind of stuff? Or is it well, actually, mobile phones, 3G kind of technology. Oh, all that stuff. Okay. Mm. So that gives you a very nice platform to run everything in a mobile device, but on the one chip. So presumably, you know, you could save lots of power, uh, mm-hmm. easy to develop, uh, and so on. So, and, uh, and what's more, you buy the whole thing from Intel. So it's a wow. very nice proposition. So it'll help Intel and get the old Atom processor bundled in. Um, mm-hmm. To the whole system, and I think this is all a bit of a competitive thing against ARM, isn't it? Because mm, now the mobile guys are coming out saying, "Look, well, we can do everything Intel can." So it's really preparing for the future. Mm. And this this deal was a snip, wasn't it? It was just um, a mere one point four billion in cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, nice. makes sense to spend the uh, the milk from the cash cow while you've got it. Absolutely, That's the, uh, the way forward. Um, now, a different topic that you've got something here about um, those. Belgian chocolate makers being a bit frustrated about uh, stuff. Is there? But I think it was basically they were the Belgian broadcasters are saying that um, DVRs are killing their business and no one's watching TV and I guess they're skipping all the ads. Uh, now let's face it, you know Belgium isn't the largest country in the world. <laughs> um, True. Um, and but I think it was interesting from the perspective of seeing that. Uh, they still haven't quite got the model yet. Uh, I mean, the broadcasters themselves have a catch-up service, and they're, they're disappointed people aren't using the catch-up service because they can mm. just record it on their PVR. Yeah, and I think the um, it's like the the, broad, the digital pay TV people are saying, "Well, you no wonder you have so many repeats. Um, <laughs> no one's going to pay for these things." So I guess it's just sort of wake up and smell the coffee, which they have very nice coffee. I think there as well mm. as chocolates. Indeed. So, um, you know, get with get with the program, broadcasters. I think uh, DVRs um, are here to stay. They're not. Uh, you can complain about them yeah. all you like, but uh, they're part of the. Part I don't of know how much. You know, their their funding obviously is all on advertising. So maybe mm-hmm. they're just thinking, oh, DVR, they're suddenly here. It's not a niche thing. Everyone's selling mm-hmm. it. So um, yes, and uh, perhaps it got to the point of hitting that critical mass where people aren't using those catch-up services because they have the DVR. So mm, indeedy. Um, 
Now, I'm not quite sure why you wait this in the technology news, but who am I to argue? Um, <laughs> Romania. Romania has cancelled their digital terrestrial well, TV. Well, I guess it was kind of technology, with whether it was moving forward or not. Um, uh, so, Romania have cancelled their DTT tender, and they're going to put it uh, put off their analog switch off by at least three years. Hmm. Um, so, I presume that actually means that they've got to the point where they can't actually raise money for the spectrum they want to sell, uh, rather than rather than anything else. Hmm. Um, uh, so, I don't know. What, what do you, what's I, your take I, on I this, I don't James? know. Maybe this is preserving the, some kind of business in Romania for making TVs. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. making TVs. Because the other thing is, you know, they're not obligated to include DVB-T MPEG-4 decoders in their TVs until 2015. All right, okay. Well, I've still got five years anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems a bit of a... Is it a non-story? I mean, I think there's quite a lot of pay TV in Romania as well. Mm. I think so. Maybe it's just saying, well, there's no rush to do it, and they're making enough money. Thank you very much. Um, Fine. Uh, I mean, I've al- I've always said the analog switch off is all about selling the spectrum. Um, maybe they yeah. can't. Maybe it's, and uh, maybe there's no one there to buy it. Which <laughs> 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 always. Um, um, there you go. And it's, it suggests that the 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 existing transmission company Radiocom. Mm-hmm is in amazing debts already. Ah, uh, okay. So normally the transmission companies are the ones that put, you know, put up the cash uh, for the, the real deal. So okay. We shall see. Now, Interesting. again, you've got a technology story here about teletext. Um, well, about, <laughs> looking forward, looking backwards, maybe. Well, it's not kind of... I mean, we talked uh, in one of the earlier episodes about teletext in the UK being switched off the analog service. Mm-hmm. Um, and teletext, I think, is more of a brand in mm-hmm. the UK. Um but this is a story from uh, the Netherlands mm-hmm. and saying that, uh, I don't know who's done this survey, was surveyed by some Intumart GFK on behalf of uh, two terrestrial broadcasters or RTL and SBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and they found is that uh, young people between the ages of 13 and 19 were the most active users of the Teletext service with 95% of their 1500 response saying that Teletext is an up-to-date medium. So, uh, they're hmm. still using Teletext 2010. So they got the right result from the survey they commissioned. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, let's made <laughs> <laughs> um, the right people the right money. Yeah, um, and I guess they're saying is there's yet no digital text service from Dutch broadcasters. Um, mm. But ZDF, the German broadcaster, will launch a new Teletext service on its ZDF Neo digital channel. Hmm. Um, so I would agree. It's not a... I mean, Teletext isn't dead. No, yeah, well, they're saying 12 million people about, use it you know, every, every, every week. But it's got to be dying, isn't it? So <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, I can't get my Facebook status on Deletext. Ah, that's, well, that's, so true. that's true. It also says, you know, older users as well. It's young and old. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it says the most, there's active and popular. I don't know how you differentiate. That must be the way mm-hmm. you answer the question. So the young right. are the most active, but it's more popular with older viewers. Mm. So I, I just thought it was interesting that uh, a technology that was created decades ago is still very popular. So yeah, yeah, well, it works, I suppose, mm. and it's made it fairly ubiquitous as well, isn't it? So That's the job. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, James, you got a story here about uh, a new device. Am I good? This my notes are all <laughs> mixed up. That organised it. Um, oh yes, I have. Yeah, a DTT over local network. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just quite a, an interesting device where basically you plug it into your um, home network and hook right. up a DVB-T signal to it mm-hmm. um, and then it will essentially stream it out over your network. 
so you can consume it on any device in your home network right cool um and this one does it in uh, high definition and up to two streams as well, which is quite cool. Oh, that's nice. We actually have a link for this in the show notes, so we're both bluffing at this stage. <laughs> um, but it did look like another... I remember seeing the first one that came out. I thought, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. But there was another one, obviously, competition in the market. Um, you get a bit of a lower price point. And this mm, is... This one does a- do those, HD, two lots of HD, doesn't it? Those that's clever cool. people at Ava Media. Mm, very so nice. Good, good on to them. And I haven't got one of these, but I can see it's kind of maybe the way forward. Hmm. rather than having to buy a tuner for each device just have one in your, your home cloud kind of central kind of yeah central centralized tuning Should work for me mm, very cool um so and also just after this podcast um those clever people at apple are mm-hmm. going to be doing some kind of announcement um rumor has it that it's you know, everyone's thinking is this going to be the 99 dollar apple tv mm-hmm. um yeah, i must say I james think- that uh, moving into my new place i'm seriously considering just having broadband and getting an apple if, if there's a 99 dollar apple tv and i can watch episodes yeah. of tv for 99 cents you'll be getting done. an american credit card and sorting it yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably <laughs> going to be the first role unless they do goiping <laughs> on you in which case mm. it'll be time to get that uh, proxy service up and running that's right um i think the money's on them actually coming out with a new ipod mm-hmm. I, I was reading some stuff in the news that you know ipod sales are generally down and the music industry is getting worried about it uh-huh. um but i think the, the rumor is touchscreen iPod Nano and refresh on the touch. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, FaceTime, forward-facing camera, that kind of stuff. Um, but nothing particularly... I think the invite's got a, a guitar on the front. Maybe uh, uh, the Beatles will be coming to the iTunes store. Fantastic. You never know. Um, so we'll wait and see. Um, but obviously that's uh, got a few people in the industry worried. Because yeah, so we've got Roku, who've had one of these set-top box devices. So they're, they've had a, a, a similar sort of thing to the Apple TV, but they've dropped the price... Uh, I mean, the SD box is now only $60 and the HD box is is $70 and $100. It's nice. So what's this? And this is XR for 99, which has got 8211N, USB, can do output 1080p. How do they make any money? Oh, jeez, the hardware is so cheap at that point. Um, Presumably, I mean, can you stream off the Roku box? Has it got Netflix or something on top of them? Has it got a disc in it? I don't know. Is it a discless media Mm, player? I'm I'm sure we've actually reported on this in the past, but I haven't seen these new models. If you've got a Roku box and you're already chuffed by it, do let us know. Mm. Um, But they're obviously promising software support. They'll be able to output 720p at the beginning, but we'll go to 1080p Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess a new USB streaming channel currently in testing. So maybe that means they'll add an external tuner via USB or something. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, So... Well, we could have someone competing with the Apple kind of uh, well, juggernaut. I mean, they just aggregate some, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. I don't, right. I don't see. It's Anything like anything uh, on YouTube, surely. It's like the Boxy Box, which I haven't right. you know, heard a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm not. You know, at the end of the day, if you're going to just go IP in your home, mm-hmm. you want the greatest choice of stuff. You don't want true. seven different boxes. That's very true. You want one box that pretty much does it all. You don't have to switch yeah, between them. Yeah. It depends, you know, what well, you're into. Obviously. I think I'll make that my challenge, James, to see if I can... Set as many in. boxes as possible. <laughs> well, that's <too. laughs> have you Have you narrowed down on a TV yet? Or, uh, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a new Samsung one that's come out that's um, a LED-based one that's pretty much got it all. The, the, I was looking at the 3D ones, but, jeez, ah, they're just so much more expensive than, uh, than uh, anything else, so... You'll have to make sure you, when your apartment that you're, what is it, 0.84 of the diagonal away from the screen. Well, exactly. So don't get a uh, TV that's too big for your house. That's the, yeah, uh, it was a t- tempting problem. But. Hmm. <laughs> um, 
Indeed, and also uh, IFA's out at the moment. Mm-hmm. All the press That's releases going on. I was just looking at some press releases from, um, or a big keynote from mm-hmm. um, Sony, and um, they were talking about 3D being the big thing, and they're doing some mm. you know, holographic TV kind of thing. Ooh, Not, nice. uh, flat screens are so passe. This is going to be a, <laughs> more of a tube, the, a vertical tube nice. that you watch. Um, but Very one cool. of the things I saw, one of the early releases is LG uh, unveiling, mm-hmm. or, or I guess smart TV, which was their connected TV service, and they're doing a. I think this is in with those clever guys at Hillcrest with the free space pointing mm-hmm, remote. Right, nice, nice. Um, so they've got a yoga app, a first aid app, quite what that does, and a coloring <laughs> book, um, as well as Facebook, Picasa, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm. But I think one of the interesting sort of read between the lines thing I picked mm-hmm. out, which you'll see in the show notes here, is that the if you're connecting an iPad, PCs, mm-hmm. personal media players, or home theater systems that you'll be able to stream from the TV outside of the home. Ooh. So it's clearly acting sling-like, I would say. Absolutely. That's very interesting. Um, so that's quite cool. If you've got it on your PVR, you can mm. watch it anywhere, which is, um, and including to iPads, which is interesting. Um, I also noted the, on the Apple, you know, Apple have got their, their thing going on. They're mm-hmm. streaming it live, but only to devices <laughs> only that support to Apple the... HTTPS streaming protocol, mm. which is Apple's streaming protocol, where they transmit the media in sort of as a playlist of chunks. All oh, right. So that each they don't encrypt it, but mm-hmm. they they change the the resource file every twenty seconds or something. Okay. So you get continuous watching, but you have to kind of chain each of the pieces together, which is Apple kind of proprietary. I think you can watch right. it in VLC, mm-hmm. but um, basically it's only supported in iPads and iPod touches and uh, mm. and uh, Snow Leopard version ten point three. Interesting, because uh, the guys at uh, MPEG LA, mm-hmm. the licensing... Nice segue in, I like that. <laughs> worked well there, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us about this. Well, they're saying that uh, they're going to keep H.264 free if you're viewing content on the internet uh, for free. Uh-huh. So it's uh, it's the push that, to try and move it from, from Flash to, to HTML5. If you're going to do that, you need a codec, uh, at which point uh, mm-hmm. H.264 has been quite popular so far, but... Uh, there's always been this kind of cloud hanging over whether they're going to decide to actually start licensing it on a Because it was really basis. slow, wasn't it? And they said they wouldn't charge anything until 2016. Mm. And then everyone says, oh, that's great. They started supporting a bit of it, but then they're mm-hmm. beginning to think as 2016 gets closer, hang on, is someone going to come and mm. kick us in the pants mm. with a big uh, fee? Yep. Um, well, now they said it's going to be free forever um, mm-hmm. as for particular values of forever. Yeah, and yeah. I know Google have been pushing forward their sort of uh, WebM formats as a, mm-hmm. an op- you know, free and open thing. So maybe uh, they got it together. It doesn't obviously say that it's free for people making decoding making devices yeah. <laughs> or indeed encoders. So mm-hmm. I guess they look go for more of a sort of a Flash model where mm-hmm. Flash it, the player is free, but the pay at the back end, the, the authoring and the yeah. that kind of stuff is is chargeable, which is kind of how MPEG-Lays made their money. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, that kind of makes sense. So. Mm. That'll be interesting to see because uh, I think there's still a battle to be fought there on not just HTML5 but what the next format's going to be. If Flash is on the way out, if that's the case, then uh, HTML5 has to pick it up. But it really needs yeah. a format that everyone everyone takes on board, regardless. Well, I guess of which the big question in the early days was all about bandwidth, wasn't it? And now yep. people tend to yeah, ignore that model. Solved. Although I still think it's pretty important to have the most efficient mm-hmm. codec is Definitely. is important. Um, but clearly the cost, of, the cost of using it is fairly key as well so <laughs> but if the cost of using it is less than the cost of delivery you get that sort of bizarre trade-off so uh, exactly 
That's working quite well. Um, in the, the content domain, mm -hmm. um, we've seen Love Film, who I guess you could argue are the kind of the Netflix of the UK and all Europe. Indeed, indeed. They've um, actually licensed some, some content from MGM Studios to watch stuff online, which I guess is something as a, uh, I've previously been a Love Film user, I don't know if you mm -hmm. have. Um, not something, because typically you just use the website to queue up your titles and then they ship mm -hmm. you the, the package mm -hmm. media, either right? Blu-rays or whatever. Um, but I guess you could, I don't know if they've got a client out for any of the mobile devices so you can watch stuff on it or not. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure about mobile devices themselves, certainly PCs, mm. but uh, I'm, I strongly suspect they'll be building one for the iPad if they haven't already. Yeah, uh, um, whether it be a pay app or whatever. So, um, but um, new releases will be available as soon as they're released. So it should be sort of day and date, mm, I guess. Mm. Um, and uh, with, with releases. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, they, I think they've got several million subscribers as well. So it's not, not too shabby. No, not too shabby um, at all. Hopefully the first of many. Uh, because as you say, you know, we just want, we don't, we'll see if a great film comes out, you don't say, oh, that must be from MGM. Therefore I can watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think, that's a cool film. How can I watch it? Oh, I can't. You know? yeah. Show me the torrent. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so, um, Excellent. So on to uh, mobile now, James. We've got uh, a couple of interesting things here about mobile phone calls. Uh -huh. uh, now we're talking about codecs in uh, in the video sense, but this is about codecs in the audio sense. Now, I don't know if you know, but the, the GSM codec that's used in your mobile phone mm -hmm. uh, uses a mere 13 kilobits per second to deliver you audio. Which is not very yeah, much. But at I mean, all. a lot of phones these days have got these HD things. I'm not sure how much of a. I mean, this is Orange just enabling something. I mean, is it like mm. a. It's always been there in the standard. It's whether you turn it on. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, There's a, a, a codec called Adaptive Multi Rate Wideband, mm -hmm. um, which basically allows you to use more bandwidths when the, the signal it's transmitting, the, the audio it's transmitting. So it's is like more dynamically complex. changing the bandwidth exactly. based on. Okay. So if, uh, if you have a look at the show notes, you can go to the BBC. They've got some uh, recordings there of the two different, uh, using your, it, not using it. Your golden ears, you can tell the difference? Oh, it's quite obvious when you hear it, which one's, uh, it's kind of crap and not quite as crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, there we go. It's a real shame because, you know, if we can do video so on your summary, G, HD voice, not quite so crap. <laughs> it is, it is better. Uh, but when you <laughs> listen to Skype, when Skype has its kind of, you know, higher rate codec, it yes. sounds heaps better than when it's, when you're oh, over a phone obviously. line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm still disappointed that, okay, so it, it, it's still using the same bandwidth, it's just using it better over mm. 3G mobile networks, which again, have a bit more space available. But if you can do you know, seven megabits on a mobile device, then surely but, you I mean, can do some they, nice audio. Uh, this is what I don't quite understand, because I thought all the mobile guys were sort of crying about how much of their network bandwidth has been used by data. Yeah. And so now they're upping the voice bandwidth. I don't yeah. see how that, uh, how does that work? Well, I think uh, this particular codec doesn't use much more bandwidth uh, on a 3G network. A 3G audio is, yeah. uh, is slightly different than a GSM audio, but... Yeah. Nevertheless, a step in the right direction. Shame that uh, you can only use it if you're an Orange uh, 3G subscriber talking to, to an Orange 3G subscriber. Well, you've got to have some benefit, I suppose. Maybe, mm. so. uh, maybe that's just a sales pitch in the, you know, are you frustrated with bad quality audio calls? Hmm, yes, I am. Okay, yeah, you need Orange then. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know the buying patterns for people, you know, changing networks. You don't sort of just go into a shop, do you, and say, oh, I, I'm fed up with this network. You might pop in to see if they can do you a better deal. Mm. But, um... I wonder how much people do actually switch between networks based on audio quality. I certainly don't. I don't think it's very many, but you've got to have mm. some reason these days. Uh, it'd be nice because 
Well, okay, okay. So, yeah, you know, I had a Skype phone for a while there, and the way yeah. that worked was to actually use the mobile phone network as a carrier to get to Skype. So it was still just as rubbish as normal mobile audio quality. Right. Except once you're on the Skype network, it was effectively free-ish. But essentially, that just limits the codec to what's supported in the handset. Correct. So Correct. Just exactly a, right. Yeah. But uh, okay. Well, you know, let's mm-hmm. keep keep, keep uh, bashing the headers against yep. the wall. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but it's, yeah, as long as the prices have come down, that's cool. So um, we'd also, I think I'd seen this before, but apparently this is now for real, which is mm-hmm. a thing called an eye control pad. Mm, enabling so, uh, you to slot in any kind of smartphone, mm-hmm. obviously leading with an Apple thing, and turning it into a kind of fairly usable gamepad, really, with shoulder buttons on the back. And uh, Nice. So I, I guess you'd probably need to have some sort of proper support within games themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, how does it, does it kind of... You press the keys, but it, it must kind of transmit that to the device somehow. No, no it's actually there's a physical connector. Okay, right. So what you can't see in this the picture, if you look in the show notes, um, essentially it is a sort of gamepad, and it's, the way it works is there's two kind of side arms that mm-hmm. secure the um, uh, right. the mobile phone in it, or the iPod Touch, I guess, because mm-hmm. this is a, showing a, an iPhone first generation, mm-hmm. uh, and then it hooks into the an iPod dock connector, and you can right, then use the... Nice. I, I've seen other things which use Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether this will come with a Bluetooth option as well, because that would well, be It's cool. kind of nice if it makes it all into one nice little mm. handset kind of device thing, because some of those games like, you know, Angry Birds and that sort of stuff, fine, touch is great, but some games where, games where we really just want to yeah. press buttons, you know? I, I must say, I've been downloading a few kind of first-person shooter things mm-hmm. the old, um, for the iPad. How and does that go when you kind of put your fingers all over the screen? They're not bad, but you, mm. you know, having a joypad or whatever, obviously it also automatically recenters. Oh, okay, right. Well, but within you have to recenter yourself. Yeah, and then that's one of the challenges I have in that in that sort of gaming environment. Mm. Obviously, I'm not I'm not exactly an uber gamer anyway, but um, <laughs> but still, but you end up kind of almost you just keep pushing your finger up and you end up oh I'm off the joypad. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, there's no because there's obviously no sensation of finger slipping off the joypad. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't say that out of context. <laughs> um, so fantastic. Yeah, so on the game side, and there are some pretty good. You know, shooter games, they do stutter a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. generally, um, not bad at all. Um, but I think these, you know, generally the games are getting so much better, aren't they? Mm. And the processing power that they can actually achieve is, is quite... Fantastic, uh, yeah. Quite stunning. Um, well, I should have my iPhone 4 arriving the next week or so, so I'll be able to... You still haven't got it? Out. No, it's, they're out of stock. They're out of stock. Really? It's crazy. Okay. I heard the iPads, they just... Now they can make enough to meet the demand now. Okay. Um, so... That's cool. Um, Very nice. Eek. I'm still waiting for someone to come out with the, you know, I've sort of cracked my iPad. There must be a phone application for it. <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. I mean, obviously Skype, you could argue, is a sort of SIP deal. Oh, yeah, isn't it's it? pretty close, pretty close. Um, well, James, just before we finish up, we've got IBC coming up next week. Got, oh, any, yes. got any predictions for, for themes or what's going to happen what's this gonna year? Happen? I think there'll be more 3D hangover. I don't think anything particularly news come up. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be lo- There'll be lots of streaming solutions for mobile devices, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, real-time encoding. I don't know who's actually going to use them, though. Um, mm. And I predict everyone's going to have an iPad on their uh, demo <laughs> or stand. <laughs> yep. No, and no demo will be complete without a, some kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. some kind of device which enables you to either control or view what's going on. Mm. I think the other thing we'll see is uh, lots of over-the-top delivery of content. Uh, so trying to deliver content by every other means other than the cable that's coming through the wall. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like everyone else who's normally there at IBC 
mm-hmm. is going to be saying, no, you'll be out of business soon. Yep. You need to switch models. But uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen too quickly because there's still lots of challenges with over the top. I think there could be some Absolutely. neat over the top you know, things that solve problems you didn't know you were going to have in over the top. Mm. Um, so I think that's something to watch for. But uh, no doubt we'll um, resync tomorrow in episode 148. Uh, not tomorrow, but next week, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can let you know what's going on there. But, indeed. Uh, that's uh, probably about wrapped us up for today, doesn't it? Indeed. It does indeed. So uh, good to talk to you about what's happening. Do send us some feedback at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com uh, about anything we're talking about or anything we should be talking about. Indeed. And, or uh, if you've got a new idea for a feature. Absolutely. Look forward to talking to you next week. Indeed. And goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.